Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Big one o'clock hour coming up. We love Thursdays, big night at the movies. We'll talk to Tom Furman live in Vegas at 135. Someone called and reminded us that Mad Dog was raging a couple years ago during the Rams run when they were showing Leonardo DiCaprio yes. at one of the Rams games. And, you know, like, and I guess I just get a kick out of it, especially when the older guys, and I'm old myself, Mad Dog's really old. What enraged him was that in, in, he didn't think that Leonardo Di, DiCaprio would know who Norm Van Brocklin was. Yeah. Norm Van Brocklin's last year with the Los Angeles Rams was 1957. 57. 1957. Yeah. Norm Van Brocklin's last year in the NFL was 1960. Am I supposed to be enraged that Leonardo DiCaprio, who's like, you know, was born in 1975, might not know who Norm Van Brocklin was? I mean, or that he wouldn't be like, is that a big deal? Is it a problem that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey and goes the game? Like, I don't I don't know why it's a problem. And if Leo wants to go cheer on the Rams, like I wouldn't think to myself, well, he doesn't know who Norm Van Brocklin is, so he can't be there. But the NFL does this all the time. You go back to Super Super Bowl one footage, you know, and you had the great big voice John Facenda giving the highlights from Super Bowl one. Who they focused the camera on? It was in Los Angeles, right? Was there anybody so, even there? Oh, was yeah. there a sparse crowd? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Michael Douglas's pappy was there. Spartacus, <laughs> Kurt Douglas was in the stands. Remember, yes, I remember, I remember watching you the footage. Kid, you remember yeah. watching it? And all the Hollywood <laughs> luminaries <laughs> are here. Douglas. Yeah, and uh, Anne Margrock. Was there. And Margaret? And Margaret was there. And a uh, police woman was there. Uh, Angie Dickinson. Angie Dickinson. We're yeah. old now that we know all those well, people. The, the people point are like, is, who's Angie Dickinson? They're out there. They're in, you know, they're, you're, you're watching it. And there they are. They're hey, focusing there's police woman. on the stars of the day. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I mean, you That's know. That's what they like, Dan always done it. You know, like, Because who, if, if the cool kids are watching, then everybody wants to watch, Who's the right? biggest celebrity Bears fan, you think, right um, now? Right now? Don't know. But it used to be Bill Murray. Right, Bill Murray, yeah, maybe eighty-five Bill, Bears. Bill Murray on yeah. the sidelines. Like Ashton Kutcher was a pretty like right. legit Bears fan. The, I not that much. The forgotten about. Belushi brother, Jim Belushi, the no, one that like, wasn't funny and nobody liked. You know, uh, when Paris Hilton was dating Urlacher for a little while, like when Mad Dog yelled that there's Paris Hilton at a Bears game. How dare she? She could. She doesn't know who Red Grange is. No, she probably doesn't. Yeah. But you know. She she's probably, dating Ryan Urlacher, and she's she at a Bears game. Three people on the team, of that team. The team that she was currently watching. You know? I mean, she knew uh, Urlacher and maybe a couple of his buddies. You, you might knew, not have known You knew that. she knew Scrappy-Doe. She probably knew Scrappy. Little Casey. Yeah. Little Casey Urlacher. <laughs> used to call Casey Urlacher Scrappy. <laughs> Brother was Scooby-Doo, and then it was little Scrappy. Always at the hind leg. <laughs> hey, so hey Scooby. Hey, Scooby, it's me, Scrappy. By the way, did you see Robbie Gold officially uh, hanging up the cleats? Congratulations. Congrats on a hell of a career for Robbie. Severance package coming down the pipeline the oh minute you file God. your paperwork. Oh, my God. He's going to get his nice check from the NFL right now. God you know bless. that, right? God bless. Yeah. Robbie, he doesn't need it, but he's getting a nice check anyway. Robbie, uh, I, the best thing about Robbie's stat line, I think. The playoffs. Robbie never missed a kick in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Never. Yeah. I don't think he ever missed a kick or an extra point. Extra point in the playoffs. 
That is, I'm double checking to make sure that that's no, it's correct. There. I already that's looked right? at yeah. it today. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, Robbie never missed a kick in the postseason, and he played. Robbie played a games? lot. Of, uh, he played 16 postseason games. He nice. played a lot of games. Good for him. Yeah. So I know we really wanted to try to win that Super Bowl, but uh, Robbie officially hanged. Oh, t- uh, by the way, today's Robbie's birthday. Happy I'm sorry. Birthday. I'm sorry. Yesterday, happy birthday, was Robbie's to Robbie. birthday. Happy 41st to a friend of the show, friend of the station, Robbie Gold, and he is officially. Do you see who he's uh, kind of associated himself with now? No. He's got an association with our friends at the CDGA. Oh, I didn't know that. No, yeah. I from the summer, and he did some of the great stuff well, on social. He, he came back in the latest uh, CDGA membership book that you got. Yeah. I'm sure that you're a member and you get your, yeah. your periodical. I'm not a member your right now. Your monthly periodical, Carm. I don't play enough golf. I don't have a membership in the CDGA or the USD, USGA right now. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I we got to fix that. I probably should. We've got to fix that, Carm. I'll tell you, Robbie's a hell of a We need ball. to get you back out on the course. Guys are asking me how you strike the ball. I say, you know, surprisingly enough, for a wispy fella... <laughs> You know, like a Camille Bajegas. That's what you remind me of, a Camille Bajegas. And the old spider. Remember the spider technique he used to get I down there? I remember Camille Bajegas. You remind me a little bit of Camille Bajegas. I'm flattered. He was a handsome lad. Yeah, and he's making a comeback this year, too. I'm going to have he? you know. Yes, he is. I think he got his tour card this year. Really? Camille. You remind me of young Camille. Thank you. All right? I wish and, I played and golf if like you him. played more and maybe hit the weight room a little bit instead of the circuit all the time, because your knees are rotten out I to know. the core, I know. maybe we can get you back out there striking the ball 250, 260 down the, uh, no. the pipe. <laughs> that's the absolute peak. No, that's what we're talking about. Let's get you back on the um, golf course. And you know who's going to help you? Robbie. Robbie is Robbie's really. going to get you up at the country I, club. I, I tell you. And he's going to dial you in. I played with golf with Robbie. I, I yeah. know you're happy for me. Robbie can really play some golf. Yeah. I mean, he really he hit can ball. hit the golf ball. Well, the kickers I, didn't do anything at I, practice. They worked on their golf swing all the time. Every kicker and punter that I know is a, tre- is a, is a tremendous golfer. Aldo Greco. Why is Aldo Greco so good? Go, uh, didn't do anything at practice. They go behind the closed doors That's and they get the golf clubs out. It's amazing. And Robbie is really good. And so, yeah, you're right. They They've had their had a own, lot of like, stimulators, you know, their own yeah. simulators they had working from an early time. Uh, that's funny, man. Let's go to Bob and Carol stream. What's up, Bob? Oh, a Blackhawk fan, huh? All right. Hey, Bobby. Bob? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Talk how are to you? us, Bobby. Talk to us. Uh, so, uh, uh, one, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, the best sports shows on radio. I just got to say, you guys are one one A and one B. Oh, thank you, um, thank you. You you, cra- you crack me up all the time. You got a fine uh, ear. Second is second is your crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie, and then I um, listen to a little bit before you guys. Uh, uh, Greeny's always got some good trivia questions. Um, the main reason I called is I, I got a football rule that I don't know if I've heard you guys talk about that should be instituted, and I have to uh, shout out to my buddy Tom who actually came up with it. All right, okay. so you're on your own two-yard line. you got 98 yards to go, right? Yes. So you have uh, one of your guys jumps. What's the penalty? Uh, five yards. Five-yard penalty. Well, from no, there, one, it's half the distance. You're from on offense. You've got 98 yards to go. Oh, What's the from there, it's, it'd be half the distance. Well, right? legal procedure half is distance. what you're talking so about. It's a, one yeah. year, it's a one-yard penalty. So yes. there's really that's not a penalty, right? Right. Why, why don't they, on a five-yard penalty, move that 10-yard line the the down stake up five more yards, so it's a real five yard penalty mm, instead of half. That's the not distance. a bad. That's not a bad little suggestion. You know, I've never thought of. I that. I like that. Yeah, just move it down. Now it's uh, first and fifteen. 
Now it's first and 15. That is actually Instead pretty good. Instead of uh, just losing a yard, you're not yes. using anything close to the five yards. Yeah, you move Bobby, the That's down. interesting. All right. You Bobby, nice job. Job. Bob. You know what? Bobby's done something today. It's because he listens to the best show. One, one A, one B. What a fine ear Bob has. You played this sport your whole life. You played never a pro- thought about Did it. you ever think of it? Is that, never even thought about it. Did you ever hear a, a competition committee talk no, about it? Nothing. That you move the down markers. So to markers. move the down marker five yards. Yeah. So now you truly now you have. Get a true five-yard penalty. A five-yard. Now you yeah. really have first and 15. But holding in the end zone is a safety. Holding in the end zone is a safety. Is a safety. So I'd rather have the safety instead of the Wedgemacles. The 10 yards. Wouldn't yeah. you? Of course. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, Bobby. Way to go. Maybe they've thought about that and I just don't know it. And they've said, no, we don't want to do that. But it's if interesting. We were going to the Super Bowl this year, and I always ask the question of the commissioner, as was my want. That's right. Uh, That would be the question I'd ask him. It's like, who do we know on the competition committee? Anybody? Nobody. We don't know anybody. We know everybody in the NFL. Maybe Andy Reid is on the competition committee. I feel like we need to ask him. NFL's competition committee, I think they got four coaches on that committee. Yeah. Next time we get Andy or Sean on, we need to ask. Is him. Jeff Fisher on that list? <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> anymore. No Jeff list. Fisher on that list? I don't know if he's on that list. That's very interesting. All NFL right. competition committee. Chase I'll look for on it. the south side. What's up, Chase? Chase is back. What, what's up, fellas? How you doing, brother? How you guys? Hey, Yurko, I got another a football rule question for you. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so you know how this defensive holding, right? You know, yeah. like illegal hands to the face from a defensive player two different penalties those are different yeah, different penalties yeah so what i don't understand is this right why are the five yard like a team let's say for an example right a team is third and 15 or third and 20 or fourth and 20 whatever it is and a defensive holding or illegal hands to the face is an automatic first down five yard penalty i that's i find that that's almost like a personal foul at automatic first down why is a five yard penalty is an automatic first down but when offensive lineman is, you know, hold ten yards, it's, you know, second and twenty, a ten yard penalty. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, why is a five yard penalty automatic first down? That's that's I don't I never understood that. Because in situations like that that I think like third and fifteen or like that, your guys would be molesting the wide receivers. So there has to oh, yeah. be something at risk the for first, you, right. you know, because you the just punitive nature yeah. of it is that they right. get the automatic first down. Right. So yeah. that, that's exactly what it's there for. Now they've made adjustments over the course of the NFL. Illegal man downfield used to come with a loss down mm. in the old days. Boy, I'm trying to remember. In the it. 80s. In the is 80s, right? they came with a loss down. And then at some point they met with the competition committee and they said, hey, just because the offensive linemen who are big and dumb usually <laughs> – why punish the oh, offense because they're big and dumb and, and, and make them take a loss of down? So they got rid of the loss of down and just took the yardage away. Okay. All right. Yeah, Chase, what, what else? Go ahead, Chase. Okay, so I'll be listening to a lot of people talk about they want Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, yeah. And they, I'm hearing even people saying the Bears should maybe take him number one overall. And to me, I think that is not a smart idea. And the reason why I've been saying this for the longest is that I don't see any teams that win championships because they got a superstar receiver. I mean, if, if Marvin Harrison Jr. comes here, he'd be just like Curtis Conway or David Terrell. I'm sorry. Because mm, well, wait, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. Terrell I mean, was a big bust. <laughs> but, but but you understand my point, though, well, right? No, like, I, I think I, it's fair to wonder, like... Right, but Terrell's is, problem was you couldn't get off the jam. It was, but, and it's fair to wonder, Chase, like, would you want to spend it at that position... 
such a high pick because you can, you know, some of the best receivers in the league, uh, you know, are picked. Now, you could say this, I guess, about every position if we really started breaking it down. But, I mean, you find great receivers. Chase, thanks, buddy. You find great receivers all over. And if we started going through the list right now of the best receivers in the league, I'm going to tell you we're going to find guys in rounds two, three, four, five. How many wide receivers have ever been taken in the top five? I mean, Kelvin Johnson was. Larry Fitzgerald was. Jamar Chase. Fitzgerald was. Jamar Chase was. Um, and these are all, we've all listed great players. So, right. like, I get that. But there are guys that have busted Not out. Many. Terrell was seventh, right? Was Terrell seventh? David Terrell was seventh. Jesus. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Seventh pick, I believe. Five. I, I mean, I remember it. I remember that draft. Was and Plaxico yeah, was might, up there might, about ten or right, eight or something like that. Sweet lord! No, he was eighth. Yeah, he was eighth. Ooh. But how many in the top five? Yeah, Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson was what? Ten, he was seventh too, wasn't he? Or he was later. Justin Jefferson was like fifteenth, sixteenth, wasn't he? I don't know. I I just know that we're gonna. And I, so I guess I kind of get what Chase is saying when he says that. Like, what great team was built around a great wide receiver? No, they're usually built around great quarterbacks, and then the great. Wide receiver is the ultimate compliment. Oh, how about this one? Drake London went eighth. Drake London went eighth. I'm talking about top five. I know. I'm looking. Yeah. And and Calvin then, Johnson, certainly. Larry Fitzgerald, I think you're right about that. I think he was third. 10, 11, and 12. I'm just looking at where they've been going. Larry Fitzgerald was third. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, Olave, Jamison Williams uh, had gone three in a row. Then Jahan Dotson went 16th. 16th so yeah. I think there's more of a want to draft guys a little bit early nowadays mm. than there has been in the past. I think Marvin will be pretty special. He's certainly, I don't think, going to be David Terrell. Last year, no wide receivers were taken until there was a run of them when at 20. Then four in a row went. How about that? So, I mean, that's, you know, draft analysis, though, yeah. is not the easiest thing in the world to do. But remember, Tyreek Hill went in the fifth round. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, five and six. Yeah. And then Devontae Smith. Eh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Debo Samuel went in the second round. Tyreek Hill went in the fifth round. Oh, you'll find out. Uh, uh, was A.J. Brown a first rounder? I'm trying to remember. Was he a second rounder? You will find a list of, of like studs AJ, out there. A.J. Brown, second round. 51st yeah. overall. Uh, the, the Raiders, Henry Ruggs. Wow, that's terrible how that happened. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Jerry uh, Judy by Denver. C.D. Lamb, 17. C.D.'s pretty awesome. Uh, Jalen Rieger, not so much. Terrible. Then Justin Jefferson went 22nd in that 22nd, draft. 22nd, yeah. Then Ayuk. He's good, too. All right, coming up next, we will play McKnight at the movies. Pauly Cheesecake's on the line. He'll give us some picks. Already? Todd, yeah, Todd Furman in Vegas at 135. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. No. McKnight at the movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago. Every Thursday, boy, Connor did a great movie last week. No Country for Old Men. It took me way too long to get it. Black thinks uh, you're going to get this one quickly All right, today, so I'm we'll ready. see how it goes. Winner's going to get an ESPN prize pack. Oh, I got to empty my mind. Okay. Empty it out, Yurko. Yeah, I'd say this. Uh, I think Yurko's the favorite. I don't know if quickly will be the case, but I, I do think Yurko is the favorite against you, Karn. I think he'll get it first. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, play along with us, of course, and you could win if you're the first correct caller at 312-332- 
3776. So here we go. Night at the movies. Our scene opens as two men climb into a car. It's a nice ride. The scene around them looks rough, apocalyptic even. The older man is calm. The younger seems relieved, but not totally. He's still antsy as he checks the interior of the vehicle. The older man, wearing a cowboy hat, assures him the car is secure. This is a first meet. Neither expected to find the other. Neither expected to find anyone. Maybe ever again. The cowboy is reluctant to exchange names, preferring instead to rely on a nom de guerre. Makes sense, given the state of things. Okay, so an, apop- an apocalyptic movie. Twitch has it. They might Twitch not- has it. Um, I, I, I've, got, I've got it in my brain. I just can't get the name of the movie. Is that right? Yeah. Cowboy hat, apocalypse. You want to hear about the actors, Jerk? Maybe that'll help. Let's do that. All right, here we go. A bit on our actors. The antsy kid is the lead. He's in his breakout role with an Oscar nomination coming the year after this release. The cowboy is a beloved veteran, three Oscar noms, and when you think about it, some incredible range. The crazy thing about this movie is that despite it being essentially a horror comedy send-up, the cast has nine Oscar nominations and one statue spread across just five actors. Also in the movie, but not in the scene, Gwen Stacy, Olive, Bob Harris, and infamously Johnny Depp's ex. I got it. Yeah. It's a good movie. They're looking for a Twinkie. It's God, re- I couldn't think of it. <laughs> I couldn't think it's, of the name of the a, movie. It's a very good movie. Here's part three. Oh. Back to our scene. Our cowboy lives by a no-rules ethos, while the kid has a literal list of rules that pop up on screen as the movie runs along. The kid is anxiously working out an alliance here. He needs a lift through the deadly wasteland. Our cowboy seems interested enough in hauling a passenger, but only so far. Both are aware of the danger of the walking dead, but the cowboy embraces the chaos, while the kid is much more wary. They'll find others during their journey, a love interest, a surrogate daughter, and, of course, Bill Bleeping Murray. Excellent. Well done. Another good one. Another very good one. Good job, Karn. I feel like it movie, took too long. I, I should have had it on the first I clue. I had the movie. Couldn't think of the name. Yeah. Wait, was that what you were picturing, Yerk? No, I had the Twinkie. I know they, they were hunting you for the, the Twinkie. Movie. Yeah. yeah okay. You just couldn't think good. of the name of it. Mike in Oakbrook. Mike, what's the movie? Mikey. Mike. Hello? Yep. What's the movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, Zombieland. It is Zombieland. Take me off. Nicely done. Hold on, Mike. They'll uh, send you out a prize pack. And congratulations. Here is the reveal. What are you looking for? Nothing. I just uh, I have this list. No one back there but my duffel bag. Uh, what's your name? Stop. No names. Keeps us from getting too familiar. You almost knocked over your alcohol with your knife. Um, oh, it's okay. You don't have to. Oh, no. where are you headed? Uh, Columbus. Tallahassee. Mm. Mm. Uh, no, one for me. One and done, I always say. I said that once. You know, um, Tallahassee and Columbus are both uh, east. So? So, Tallahassee, you want to stick together, at least, at least for a while? Here's the deal, Columbus. Uh, I'm not easy to get along with, and I'm sensing you're a bit of a... So, uh, <laughs> I gave this relationship to about Texarkana. Really? Yeah, you'll take me as far as Texarkana. <laughs> You're a peppy little spit, aren't you? <laughs> you might want to buckle up, you know, for safety. I can tell already you are going to get on my nerves. Uh, excellent movie. 
Which type of apocalypse scares you most? The zombie type? Or AI? Nuclear winter? Like, which apocalypse scares you the most? What's uh, what's the uh, the Book of Eli? What type of apocalypse is that? Was that a nuclear bomb? Is that I don't the nuclear know. winter? I don't know that they really ever tell you. Are you a fan of Book of Eli? I, I like the I liked that movie. I, I I've got to be honest. I liked. I mean, not the movie. The the movie I'm talking about, not the book. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, I liked the movie. I yeah. liked the twist. I did not see that coming. coming. Pun intended. Yeah, I just didn't. And maybe it was obvious all along. Maybe people did. Maybe people think it's corny and goofy. I liked it. I love watching Denzel kick people's ass. I'm yeah, sorry. That's fun. <laughs> and I'm a huge... Uh, that is fun. Why am I blanking on his name now? Gary Ullman. I mean, he's yeah. awesome in everything he does. You what know? an actor. He's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I do like that movie. Zombie Apocalypse definitely scares me more than any other. Does it? If, if somehow it would be real. What's the Will Smith movie? Yeah. Where that's, that's, I am... I am um, is that a zombie apocalypse zombie where that apocalypse. thing took the people and made them mad and yes. crazy and stuff it's like that? It's called I Am One, right? I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah. That scares me. I that's think a different this, apocalypse. Aren't yeah. they uh, filming a second one? Of I Am Legend? Yeah, I think so. Well, without him, I don't no, want to ruin it, but I he, think there's... I think there's some kind based of... On, uh, based on the girl and the, the woman and the girl? No, I think he's going to be in it. I'm oh. serious. I, I think there was it was announced and everyone was like, how? Why? What? What's the point? Yeah, what is the point? He, I, I could swear I saw something online about I that. I don't know. You know, the one, the one that's really pretty good and pretty scary, too, is the one that Brad Pitt did, World War Z, if you ever saw that I one. I never saw it. Didn't have the patience for it. There's a good little, like, there's a good little... Not, not, not twist. There's like a... Like all of the twists? Yeah, like all of the twists. There's like a cool little thing that when they finally figure out how they can get the edge up on the zombies in that movie. It's kind of a, there's a cool little thing that they do. I Am Legend 2, Michael B. Jordan, and Will Smith. I don't understand how that's possible. Or like flashbacks or something, Chris? I, I don't know. Because I, could we ruin I Am Legend? Does people care they're going to get mad? I mean, like, it's pretty good. He ahead. said he died yeah. at the yeah, end. Yeah, he, he died. Dies. He just said that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they could... They could do that. Unless How does he come fly- back? Some flashback stuff is what I'm guessing. Because the first one's got a bunch of flashback sequences. But the zombie apocalypse definitely would scare me the most. I feel like, you know, the robots, listen, I think that's not going to be fun either. I think it yeah, would hurt that's the, the most. thing, man. And, it would hurt the most to get eaten. And then what? Like, then I'm a zombie too? For, nah, I don't want to be a zombie. I don't either. I want to be it one depends. of the people that isn't a it zombie. It depends. Do you have to go to work or anything? I mean, <laughs> I don't think you're so. just zombie, right? I think you're just zombie. I don't, I don't know. The machines scare me, too. Like, I've seen Terminator. That ain't any kind of it's future I want to live in. Yeah, if you get wiped out by a laser, that's no pain. No, just, yeah. They, they just lazy you. That's what I'm saying. It seems like it'd be an easier yeah. way to... They just lazy you in the head. You're good. Say, I can't yeah. feel my legs. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it'd be like I, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> uh, if, if we got the phones are ringing. What, uh, well, let's it's get something it. about I Am Legend 2. Or yeah, they want to talk be. about which type of apocalypse scares it. them the most. Let's do it. You can certainly uh, call in. But I think it's going to have something to do with I Am Legend. All right. Are we doing cheesecake Yeah, let's do Pauly. Pauly, how you feeling? You better? Yes, I am. I just came back from Sonic. It's their happy hour right now. What, what happens during happy hour at Sonic? Yeah. Half off drinks. Oh. Well, so what'd you get, like a big Mr. Pibb or something? I got a cherry Dr. Pepper and a, and a root beer for my mom. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Well, half off. Does mom you know? got her appetite back? 
Yes, she does. Let Wonderful. me ask you something. She's cooking pasta as we speak. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Nice. Let me ask you something. Are you getting... Do, am I, are we calling my lot of your girlfriend? Yes. Okay. Are you huh? getting your girlfriend a Christmas present? Yeah, what are you getting her? I haven't decided... I'm I, I'm thinking about that still. Okay. Do you think she's okay. going to get you something? Do you need some advice? I don't. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Do you I subscribe? Do you subscribe to her OnlyFans page? No, I don't. You don't. Okay. I don't need to. You don't need to. Oh, a boy, Polly. That's and, it. Paul. And, yeah. and and Thank you, you think you'll yeah. be okay? Are you working uh, the camera? Uh, I don't need to. Okay. Okay. That, that you know. Uh, do you she's think? Gonna, it, see, I told you she's going to open up a hair salon. In Chicago, eventually. Can't wait. Why Chicago? She lives in New York. But but we're going to move to Chicago. Oh. oh. But again, you haven't even met yet, and you're oh, planning a move to Chicago? I know, I know, I know. Maybe, you know, I would because, say maybe because, slow down a little. Well, she don't mind me coming back home. I, again, I understand, but it just, it seems okay. like you're, I don't rush into anything is all we're saying. Like, you I'm haven't not, even I'm met. I'm not going to. I mean, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to. All right. Okay. How yeah. did you do and last week way, in the picks? One and two, but my Dolphins are in first. I don't mind that. Your Dolphins are in. The Dolphins have the top seed in the AFC right now. All right, where so we, I, don't, I don't mind being uh, one and two. Where are, we, uh, where are you betting this weekend? Go ahead. What do you got? Miami over Tennessee. Miami over Tennessee. Okay. You're, you're always going to lay those numbers with Miami. You have yeah. no, uh, no problem with that. Yeah. Give me, give me Seattle to lose to San Francisco. You want to lay the points with San Fran? You're laying big numbers again, buddy. Yeah, that's like that. Fine. That's, that's fine. That one's 10.5. And, you cool with that? 10.5? Oh, yep, yeah, yes, ma'am. And the Texans over New York. And then the Texans uh, over the Jets. Okay, so we're going to yeah. do Texans minus 3.5. And, uh, listen, if, you're a Philly, if you become a Phillies fan, at least you'll be closer to me in proximity. That's true. I'll come see some games and uh, have dinner with you and your mom. So, And maybe my lot at <laughs> some point. We'll we, see. We, we, we can go to Sinatra's. Sounds good to me. All right, we'll talk to you next Thursday, all right? Okay, sounds don't, good. Don't all send right. her any money. All right. All right. Okay. I won't. I, okay. I promise. Okay. okay. All right. No money. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. There's Paulie. Opening the salon and she's not on. on. And he said he doesn't need to be on the OnlyFans page. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm guessing he's operating the camera then, you know? He's the director, the key grip. I don't know. He's a fascinating. He's definitely the key grip. He's fat. <laughs> the key grip. Uh, Todd Furman, live in Vegas, coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN, ESPN Chicago. This is one of our favorite uh, points uh, each and every week. Thursdays at this time, we have the pleasure of talking to Todd Furman, one of the best in the business, at Todd Furman on Twitter, the Bet the Board podcast, wherever you get your pods. He joins us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and playing tournament semifinals tonight and then final on Saturday in Vegas. Also, uh, the tragedy of yesterday, I guess just I would ask Todd, how how are people doing there and coping? And, um, you know, what's the tenor like with... What should be a very festive time, but uh, of course, it clouded a little bit by the events on the UNLV campus yesterday. Yeah, it always hits closer to home, and it was basically a stone's throw from where we had the uh, previous shooting at the Country Music Festival a few years prior. So, 
credit to the city uh, in a kind of situation like that. They do everything to trigger the emergency response. They shut down the highway uh, and do everything to make sure that, you know, any of the people that were impacted by it are able to get to the local trauma center. You hate to see a couple of people perish for absolutely no reason uh, and still details emerging around motives and everything else along those lines. But a uh, tough situation uh, nonetheless, though, for the city to go through in such a very short order compared to what happened previously. Absolutely. What's uh, what's the buzz like for this playing tournament? And, uh, you know, the, the times are a little different. We were talking about that yesterday. I mean, it's it's smack. The first game is smack dab in the middle of the afternoon here for you guys in a couple hours. But are people looking forward to this? Do you think it could be good? What are the expectations for tonight and Saturday? It always creates a buzz like this, and I think when you look at Las Vegas, it's a satellite market for the Lakers. So knowing that they're going to be in that second semifinal against the Pelicans, extremely exciting for folks that don't have an opportunity to go to Staples Center and see the Lakers. They play a preseason game or two here nearly every year. This will be one of the more meaningful contests that they'll get a chance to see the Lakers. When you look at the way the numbers have gone, a little bit of uh, money coming in on the Lakers. That game opened one. We're now out to two. And you mentioned the unusual start time. Uh, not only is that unusual, but an NBA total at 257 and a half wow. between the Indiana Pacers and Milwaukee Bucks. So if this game has playoff-like intensity, like a lot of people think it might, uh, that is a big, big number. And if you do the quick math on that, that's about a 65-point quarter on average to even Ooh. get you close to that. So I can understand if people wanted to make a slight case for the under, but that hasn't stopped the market from going from 254 and a half where it opened now out to 257. That is incredible. And I, I guess I can understand the way these two teams play off. I mean, the Pacers offensively have been uh, absolutely incredible. So that's interesting. Week 14, uh, our beloved Bears coming out of bye. They are hosting the Lions. Intradivision home dog here getting three and a half. Uh, the interesting move, maybe the total, as uh, I think we were early in the week, it looked like there might be some really heavy, gusty winds on Sunday. Uh, that that forecast has sort of died down. We don't think it's going to be as blustery, but I saw yesterday at one point it was 41 and a half, now back out to 43 and a half. Justin's had some big games against the Lions. The Bears haven't won any of them, but he's had some huge rushing outputs in terms of raw yards and uh, EPA per rush numbers. Uh, are you surprised by the line move at all? And uh, what do you think it's going to end up settling at before we kick off on Sunday? This is the kind of game, gentlemen, that you should be having Tracy on handicap more so than yeah. me to talk about the weather and uh, the kind of havoc it could wreak on the contest. But you mentioned the total, and this number opened as high as 46 and a half. Immediately you saw under money come in, and that's a lot of folks just trying to get ahead of it. As soon as there's weather reports that could potentially have an impact on the game, get the best of the number, figure out what to do with it later. But you mentioned that the forecast appears to have cleared up a little bit, Carm. You started to see some over money come back in at some of those key numbers, 41, 41 and a half as it settled in at 43. But you've also seen very respected money come in on the Bears. Uh, four and a half, five was available early in the week, but that didn't stop folks even at four. And at three and a half, there's still an appetite for the underdog. What's keeping this game above the field goal is this may be one of the top public plays early in the day. People look at this Lions team and their record. They have been a fan favorite all year, and they think, well, the Lions got their wake-up call last week against the Saints and maybe a few weeks ago against the Bears. But you mentioned Justin Fields, 300-yard rushing games in his career against the Lions, most by a quarterback versus any opponent going all the way back to 1950. This Lions team, nowhere close to as stout as they were defensively early in the season. Frank Ragnow dealing with injuries along that offensive line. Uh, And I said a few weeks ago, I thought the Bears were going to be a very 
uh, interesting team for professional betters to gravitate towards down the stretch, uh, and that's kind of manifested there. So uh, it's Bears are passed in this particular spot. We'll see if they can actually close out the Lions, unlike what they yeah. were able to do at Ford Field, squandering that double-digit lead late. I think Sunday night's going to be fun. Most people looking forward to this. Cowboys at home, and you you called it, by the way. You said if you've got access to the look-aheads, grab a two-and-a-half because they were available. They were. Uh, sure enough, Cowboys you know, looking good in their game. Extra time. Eagles lose. Three-and-a-half the number now. A lot on the line, let's face it. I mean, the Cowboys probably let one get away from them uh, when they had the first meeting against the Eagles. Uh, they got to win this one to avoid getting swept. If Dak plays great in primetime again, he's probably going to be the betting favorite for MVP. So what are we thinking for Eagles-Cowboys on Sunday night? You mentioned what's at stake in this contest, and Philadelphia has really struggled in Dallas, haven't won there since 2017. If the Eagles win this, they can pretty much do their coronation for the NFC East, whereas if the Cowboys come out victorious, they'll put themselves in a good spot, even though their schedule extremely difficult the rest of the way, where the Eagles get towards the tail end of their gauntlet. Uh, that's part of the reason why I wanted it, folks to lay the number shy of the key at three and a half. I would not be running to try and back the favorite at this point. Mike McCarthy with the appendectomy. We'll see how that impacts some of the game planning uh, for the Cowboys going into it. But I think Philadelphia defensively has a lot of questions to answer. And while they've played elite level offenses, so some of those numbers get skewed in a negative manner, uh, this is a group that is really had issues slowing down opposing tight ends and taking away the middle of the field. Darius Slay and James Bradbury haven't been nearly as good. And it's an offense that's looked lethargic at times. They're not getting out to the leads that we saw last year and forcing other teams to play from behind. This should be a tremendous matchup, uh, and I would not be surprised to see the public back Philadelphia here, but I don't think you're going to see professional money in such a manner that this number goes from 3.5 back to a field goal. So for now, happy to hold the position of minus 2.5, but might be inclined to middle a little bit if it got out to 4. All right, I want to spend a few minutes here before you give some best plays just about what happens Sunday afternoon. And, it, look, it's tailor-made for what we do. I know you guys talked about it at length uh, earlier in the week on your podcast. Brad Powers probably had the best tweet. You didn't get the four most deserving. You didn't get the four best. I don't know what we've got, but I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Uh, and we, you could debate it all day. And, and depending on the angle at which you want to attack these arguments, you know, uh, I, I tell me if I'm wrong, there's – for people like you, for any professional handicapper, for any professional, for any sports book, would anybody post right now on a neutral field Washington as a favorite over the Oregon Ducks? Or, or would anybody last year have had TCU as a favorite over Alabama on a neutral field? Uh, you know, we, we, we could do this and go on and on forever, Todd. I mean, it is great for what we do, but it's hard to say you've got the four best teams or the four most deserving teams. And that's why they play the games. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Washington could go out there Friday night at Allegiant Stadium and upset Oregon, and the betting market said it was a long shot. I mean, you saw that number open seven and a half, eight, and there was professional money that came in on the Ducks that drove that number up to 10. Now, there was a difference of opinion there uh, that changed the dynamics a little bit, but Washington came out there right from the opening drive of the game, you know, took Oregon's lunch money and the Huskies, in my opinion, very deserving of getting into the college football playoff. And quite frankly, I think they're the most dangerous team of the four that remain. Mm. While they leave a little bit to be desired on the defensive side, from an offensive standpoint, they are the most dynamic. They have a veteran quarterback in Michael Penix. The receiving core will be as healthy as it's been all year. Dylan Johnson, who was basically operating on one foot against Oregon, will have a full month to heal up. And if Texas doesn't have Xavier Worthy, that's a major playmaker that could be out of the mix. 
Texas's secondary is pretty pedestrian. And while folks may be extremely excited about the Rose Bowl to see Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh match up in a game of that magnitude, what have Alabama or Michigan showed us, shown us offensively over the last month that leads us to believe that they could match Washington if they start playing mm. downhill? I mean, Michigan in three out of their last four games hasn't gained more than 300 yards of offense. And people go, well, it's Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa. That's great. But how do you explain away the performance against Maryland and the fact that Michigan didn't have an offensive touchdown drive cover more than eight yards in the Big Ten championship game. So I think those teams are vulnerable against the winner of Texas-Washington. And if you're looking for a little bit of futures exposure, quite frankly, guys, I, I wouldn't hesitate to back Washington if you could find them at 8.5 or 9-1, to one, even though money line rollover might pay a touch more depending on what a championship line would look like if Washington is able to upset Texas uh, in the Sugar Bowl on January 1st. Very interesting. Okay. All right, what do we like for uh, best bets this weekend? You know, slim pickings, unfortunately. I don't want to give out anything in the Army-Navy game, although I can tell you there's been professional money that's come in on the dog at at plus three with a low total. You can understand why. 14-13, very realistic Mm -hmm. possibility where the dog covers and doesn't win. Uh, We'll go back, and for the first time all year, back the Bears uh, as a best bet, plus three and a half. Uh, I think this is a team defensively that has really showed market improvement. They've been very good against the run, and we know Jared Goff playing in the elements is a delicate proposition. You know, whether it's Matt Eberflus coaching for his job or Justin Fields trying to figure out if he's in the Bears' future plans or looking for a new landing spot next year, this is a Bears team that I'm more than comfortable to back as an underdog here, especially if Frank Ragnow were to get ruled out. Uh, give me the Bears plus the points. I think they win this game outright at Soldier Field and use the bye week to uh, take some of that momentum from the Vikings' big win and take care of business. Unfortunately, though, the rest of the NFL slate, not a whole heck of a lot. I guess the next closest for me would be the first half over in the Bucks and Falcons. If you can find 20, that would be the cutoff. We actually went over 19.5, but at least 20 would give the listeners a push on that key number. All right, sounds good. I mean, in tonight, my God, a uh, total of 30.5. We haven't seen a total that low. <laughs> Since December 18th of 05 here in Chicago, it was minus 8 uh, degrees with the wind chill that night. Um, I rem- I'll never forget Michael Vick, how miserable he was as the Bears won 16-3. to <laughs> you're going, I was looking at the pro football, uh, folk, uh, the pro football uh, reference database, and uh, the last time I saw anything under 30 in the NFL was uh, the, the weekend of Christmas back in 93 when there was a lot of cold weather around the country. Yurko played a game that day in Green Bay. Zero degrees. Minus 20 with the wind chill yeah. uh, against uh, the Raiders. That wasn't even one of those games, but that was the last instance I could find where there was a total under 30. So we're in, you're in real uh, rare territory for this gem tonight. Well, and especially because there is no weather in Pittsburgh. I mean, this is about as good a forecast as you could anticipate in western Pennsylvania in early December. So this just speaks to the level of quarterback play and some of the offensive ineptitude that we've seen so far. It will be interesting, though, to monitor the weather forecast for that Jags-Browns game if it's C.J. Beathard that ends up starting. Because if the wind starts to swirl with some of that lake effect that we have grown accustomed to in Cleveland in the past, that total could tick into the high 20s. But uh, Trevor Lawrence is back at practice today, and there's growing speculation that mm. Lawrence may be out there just six days after a high ankle sprain. So going to be something to monitor there for the Browns-Jaguar showdown Sunday afternoon. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Awesome stuff. Uh, enjoy the playing tournament and everything else, and we'll talk again next Thursday. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Best of luck with all of your wagers this weekend. You too, buddy. We'll see you. There's Todd Furman, at Todd Furman on Twitter, and follow the Bet the Board podcast on Twitter, and make sure you listen wherever you get your pods. An interesting case you made for a little bit of a long shot if you want to enter that market right now uh, at Washington as as the long shot on the board to win the college football playoffs. It was sort of interesting to hear him break it down like that. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. 
listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Crosstalk coming up in a few. Uh, we were discussing I Am Legend 2, and Black and I were like, how are they going to do that? He died at the end. But some people called in and sent us a note on Twitter. I didn't realize this, I guess, on the alternate ending on the DVD. Uh, or there is an alternate ending if you owned the DVD and he survives. It's I, on YouTube, too. You can look it up. Oh, I didn't know it that. Says, so you yeah. can watch it. You can mm-hmm. watch like the alternate ending. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I might forget about it. I think you will. I like that movie, though. I thought it was okay. I Am Legend? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Book of Eli? Book of Eli I like a lot. I watched John Wick 3 this morning. Parabellum. Parabellum's yeah. good. That's Halle good Berry. Yeah, I like Parabellum. Oh, man, yeah. That scene yeah. At the, in the desert? Yeah. Like Parabellum. I like those dogs, those Belgian Malinois. Is that what those are called? Oh, those are, those so. dogs are badass. Very, very good. Love color. watching those yeah. dogs. I'm going to get one of those dogs. That'll help me for when the zombies do come, I think. I think Just it like will. an I Am Legend. Until it turns into a zombie. <laughs> yeah, until you get then a zombie it comes dog. after you. <laughs> then I'm, in, I'm really in trouble. Andrew's in Lombard. Go ahead, Andrew. Andrew? My favorite uh, sports show. I appreciate it very much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, you're you, you too are a fine ear. <laughs> Thank you. So, I was, yeah, I was going to say that there's that alternate ending for I Am Legend. I would definitely encourage you to watch it because I'm guessing – that's what's getting him into the next movie. Yeah. But a really good book and movie uh, to watch for uh, sort of the end of the world type of situation is The Children of Men. Great movie. Uh, the, the, the book and the movies are very different from each other, but I would encourage you yeah, to also read the book. They're really good. I've never, Thanks, read, I've never read the book, so maybe I'll, I'll do that. I, the, the movie is great. It is a truly great, like, apocalyptic movie that's a weird like apocalyptic movie that it's going that uh, the, the where they're going in that movie yeah. uh but it's quite excellent julianne moore clive owen clive i've owen. never seen it really good i can promise you that i've never seen the combination of these two together yeah it's really good uh maybe i'll try to read the book too uh yes so bob nightingale's got a story is this true yeah so uh it came out let's see uh, six o'clock this morning oh, bob really? nightingale I didn't know that. published a story there have been a few signs or hints that show otani's mysterious for agency tour or where he uh may ultimately choose to play but perhaps the strongest indication yet is that the dodgers could be favored is that the dodgers telephone veteran reliever joe kelly this week to ask if he would surrender his uniform number 17 <laughs> surrender it surrender it Really? Uh, Joe Kelly will there's no, no surrendering. Problem there is, doing that. There is yeah. selling of. There's a selling of said jersey. Yeah. Uh, boy, the Shohei's camp is going to be pissed that all this is coming yeah, out. Yeah, all this I mean, stuff from yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah. Doesn't he, it seem like the Dodgers aren't going to... Oh, but he can't say no to them if that's where he's going to be most comfortable and he wants to go just because Dave Roberts was honest. Or if it leaked out that they call, I wonder, did Joe Kelly call Nightingale? Who called Nightingale and told him that Joe Kelly was asked to Someone's telling stuff number. to Nightingale. And people are not happy yeah, like, about it. That one they might be a little bit more annoyed by than Dave Roberts just being honest when he was asked the question. Like, they'd be, that'd be crazy if Shohei said, well, I'm not going there now because Dave Roberts talked. Oh, and listen, if someone finds out the name of Shohei's dog, they will be banned from whatever clubhouse Boy, he goes Mad to. Dog, I don't want to play the whole thing. We, we, don't, have have time. Play, we don't even have time. Can I play just a little of it. Like, Mad uh, Man Dog getting play fired up. Mad Dog fired up is, is, like, always funny. Oh, the fact that we're even discussing this is a complete joke. This Otani scenario sweepstakes, you know, do you know when he won the MVP, he wouldn't even tell you what his dog's name was? 
Because he had his dog there when he won the American League MVP. Who cares? Anybody who pays Otani $600 million needs their heads examined anyway. He's not going to pitch next year. He's a DH. And let me tell me this with Otani. How many times were the Angels in a pennant race in the middle of uh, September? They won 73 games last year. He missed the last 25 games, cleared out his locker room, did not even tell you what's going on, and left the team. So anybody who goes out there and gives him $600 million needs their freaking head examined. Let's get that off. The, let's get that going here first. And what is the big secret? Geez, he's a free agent. He's talked to six teams. Giants. He was in Dunedin with the Blue Jays. Obviously, Roberts does that. I mean, the Cubs are in the mix. The Angels. Well, what, is, what is this, the atomic bomb? We're not allowed to find out. This is baseball. He's a celebrity. This is what it's about. This is stupid. That somehow, some way, if you reveal that you had a breakfast with Otani, you should be basically thrown out with the bathwater. I mean, he was good job for Roberts. And I'll tell you, a terrible job with the Dodger general manager. He, I mean, he goes on for another minute. Yeah, yeah. like oh, He's yeah. so funny. I just get a kick out of it. He gets so worked up. It's hilarious. But I was pretty worked up uh, saying they should find him $10 million for not speaking to the media. I don't care about his dog's name. The MVP you should do find a him ten mil, ten Carm. million. You said find him. Well, five. You said find I said him. Five. I said no, you five. said ten. You said ten. Ten million. Ten million. Find it's him. outrageous. Why doesn't he tell people what his dog's name is? Oh, who cares about that? Barky. But he should talk to the media. Doggy. What did you say? It's a dog. Barky. Doggy. Barky, Barky the bar. Barky. Barky the dog. Barky, Barky the barker. <laughs> it's so good. All right, we can take a break. What is puddles in Japanese? What if it's puddles I, I, in Japan? I, I don't know. Yurko's got the final word. We're back in two minutes. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. You had to have a last word. On Carmen and Yurko. All right, guys. I got something for you. He's too busy. He's eating his apple fritter here, Adam. I mean, Not at all. I eat my apple fritter. What You know what you and I have been talking about. Oh, but that's just you eating. But you know exactly what you and I have been talking about. Okay, that's There's something serious. There's a shake at the stick, and there's something going live tomorrow, 2 to 6. Well, Don't say that I was eating. Maybe. Me and you were having a heated discussion about things. God.